I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Ten years ago, a news website popped up and its opening story declared that Queen Elizabeth was giving Malta to Prince William and Kate Middleton as a wedding gift. For those who took it seriously, it created a media storm. But for those who love satire, it was genius. And so Bissiriata was born. Until very recently, the satirical website and socials ran under the operator Carl Stanini Barra. But in recent weeks, Matthew Bonanno has come out as the brains behind the media outlet that has a wonderful habit of totally upsetting some very important people and earning huge respect from the rest of us whilst doing it. Welcome, Matthew Stroke Carl. Thank you for having me. Hello. It's so lovely to have you and to have you obviously as part, as I mentioned before, part of this media month that I'm going to be having here with the interviewer. I want to kick off with media by asking you a question about an, an article at the beginning of the year. A Love in Malta headline from the 4th of January this year read, one of Malta's most beloved satirists could be facing jail time and a hefty fine in Malta over a meme. The operator of Bissirietta faces up to one month in prison and a potential fine of €2,329 on magistrate's orders after the lawyers of murder suspect Jürgen Fennec complained about the unfair coverage against their client. The meme in question, uh, the magistrate called foul play on, described Fennec's four lawyers as mafia. Quoting, government urges people not to be rude to mafia lawyers, the satirical image sent. Matt, how, okay, for anybody who's listening and hear, hearing this word satire over and over again, how do you define satire? Satire is, I think the most concise definition I could give is saying something without saying it. So using stuff like irony and other sort of like little uh, tricks. And generally it doesn't, ha satire doesn't have to be funny, but it generally is. So you are Maltese. Yes. You're born here, but you grew up in the UK. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. Does Malta understand satire? Does it get satire? Because we in the UK embrace satire, but yeah. you and I both live here and have lived here for a long time. Yeah. Do you think that Malta really gets satire? Yeah, I mean, um, I've only I've lived here for most of my life. And yeah, I did, I did spend uh, four years in the UK. <laughs> Does Malta get satire? I, I think they do, you know. It's just that they're not exposed to a lot of it. It's not like, like what I do, uh, I don't think it's particularly highbrow, you know? <laughs> um, sometimes it's lowbrow. It's like, um, yeah, I think if you understand, it's a very sort of simple humor, really. There's nothing, you know, occasionally I will write something that's a bit more cerebral, I suppose you could call it. But like a lot of the stuff, all you need to do is know English and know what's going on in Malta and you'll you pretty much get it. Um, but satire and sarcasm <clears throat> are not that far apart and they play on the yeah. idea that there is a subtext yeah, exactly. to what you're yes. seeing in front of yes. you. And that's not the same as, for instance, Italian television, Italian yeah. comedy, which is very slapstick. Yes. So there is that sort of middle ground of, of people that don't necessarily buy into sarcasm and satire, yeah. whereas... I know you, met, you say you've only been four years in the UK, but you do have a bit of a strange accent for somebody <laughs> who lived all their life in Malta. Um, it is inherent to other 
cultures, other nationalities, that, that satire and sarcasm, which tend to go hand in hand, yeah. play a huge role in the sense of humour. Yeah, I think, I think here, yeah, we, um, we don't really do irony that much. Um, it's like you're saying, you know, with, with slapstick, it, what you see is what you get. You know, it's a, a man falling over or rude words. And that's <laughs> they're like people who, who um, are derogatory about Maltese humor. I would never personally um, say that it's mostly like pee and poo and sex, basically. That's what and genitalia, um, you know, which is fun, but <laughs> it's very so much more you can do you know it's very limiting if you have to stick to to that particular niche <laughs> so let me ask you before we go any further what happened with that event at the beginning of the year what what happened to you because you are a young man who set this project up oh shucks <laughs> look at that who set this project up this news outlet this yeah. means of communication 10 years ago and you find yourself at the beginning of the year in serious deep water what happened Nothing. <laughs> I mean, so far, to be honest. You serious? It was, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything else aside from, and I only got to know about the whole court stuff from a, a, a journalist. Um, and, you know, obviously reading that, it's like, huh, this is, this is interesting. Well, this is um, an interesting morning to read. Yeah, yeah, paper. yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, someone's finally taken me to court. Yes. <laughs> was, that, was that your sort of your goal? You wanted to be taken to court because you have that was spent the, that was 10 the ultimate years. goal. Really? I've been trying for ten years now. Because <laughs> you have you have spent ten years upsetting people. If you don't yeah. understand satire and sarcasm, uh, and if you can't you know take a take a satirical look at yourself, then you you have been going around upsetting yeah. people for ten years, and this was the first time that anybody actually threatened. Yeah. To take action. I mean, a, bit, a lot of, not a lot, but some people have threatened, but generally uh, I deal, you know, people messaging the, uh, like, <laughs> remember I had a story, it was two summers ago. Um, the headline was, you know, the, the, the song, Shemsh with Sabiha, you know, the, um, the headline Every was, uh, Shemsh with Sabiha is actually about heroin. And the Shemsh, the son, is just like a metaphor. And um, one of the, I think that the, one of the sons of the Tramps, one of the, the, the band members, um, got in touch with me. It was like, you know, this is uh, libelous, this is illegal, whatever. And he said, I'm going to take you to court. And whenever someone uh, sends me one of those uh, Facebook uh, messages or, or emails um i deal with them as i deal with all of the problems with my in my life which is ignore them until they go away <laughs> but you had Jorgen fedex lawyers yeah, on your case i mean that's quite serious now that um you know the cat is out the bag it's like i'm, I'm sort of expecting a, so obviously Jorgen fedex lawyers made the complaint but and then to the best of my knowledge because it's very complicated this stuff is very complicated and all these like lawyers and magistrates and and all these you know the con i think you mentioned contempt of court that, that like what <laughs> You know what is that? I think it was the magistrate who sort of initiated things, apparently, against me, but I haven't heard anything. And I'm thinking now, like, just now that my, I'm not no longer anonymous, I'm, like, just waiting for uh, some little court messenger to come knock on the door, you know? And Because um, that was the thing. Like, have they not contacted me, be contacted me just because they don't know who I am? Well, let's <laughs> talk about that for a second, because you have, you have now become as comfortable enough with yourself and your orientation to be able to be... Matt. So you are still <laughs> using your, your pseudonym, Carl? Yeah, yeah, because Carl's sort of like the character who, you know, is the, the pen name, I suppose, you know, that I'm, I'm not going to stop using that. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. But 
in the last couple of weeks, you've been all over the press because yes. you've come out as as Matthew behind yeah. Carl, behind Basiretta. I'm the puppet master behind. You <laughs> are the, well, I would say probably a little bit more than that. What was that decision? Why did you decide after 10 years to throw away your anonymity and come out and be who you are? Well, it was kind of thrown away for me, really. It wasn't really my choice, sort of choice to um, come out, as it were. There was the whole thing with Aaron Faruja and... Um, well, so, let's so my, touch on that. Explain yeah. what happened, because the, this is where you were called out. Yes, this, is, this was the point. So Aaron Faruja is the environment minister. Anyone who follows his page knows that his mum and dad comment quite regularly uh, on his... Or rather did comment quite regularly... <laughs> I think they still do um, on on his page and saying you know like well done son and you know calling him like sweetie and like Albi and all of this like very cringe um, and it was getting to the point where people started to know the names the names of his parents like they're, they're, that's how regular they were coming they, they became sort of a thing you know like they were in the in the public sphere I guess so I made a post um, it was a the photo was a photo of Aaron Foro just at a desk in front of a laptop and one of his aides was sort of by his side and he was like l- looking at his computer and like pressing a button for him or something like it was I don't know setting up a call or whatever um, so I did the speech bubble uh, in the speech bubble was uh, can you delete my mom's comments uh, this is getting embarrassing or something like that um, and then I posted it on Twitter, tagging Garan Faro, just saying, like, you know, we've all been there, you know, like, p- embarrassed by our parents. And he had posted something like, um, OK, Matt Bonanno or something like that. And then and then it sort of spiraled from there. Um, and then he said, like, uh, get a real job. And um, and then, um, do you know Mark Camilleri, the, that agent of chaos, the brilliant... <laughs> person um he got involved as well like sticking up for me um he's done a f- that a few times actually it comes to my defense even with the Jürgen Fennec lawyers so yeah and then that sort of sp- spiraled just this twit long twitter but how did he know who you were I mean because you, you have maintained your pseudonym very very well for the past 10 years it's it, it's not a very well kept secret <laughs> to be honest you know I mean it's it's Malta you know it's very difficult to keep something secret and I've not to be, you know, I've not made. I used to make a, an effort, you know, like if someone asked me, like, oh, I've heard, are you the guy behind Bissereta? I'd be like, mm, no, <laughs> like, or, or like maybe, or you know, just being very coy about it. So you know, people knew, Pe- people knew, and a lot of journalists know. And you know, if journalists know something, you can guarantee that everyone's going to know eventually. Um, so you just decided to embrace it and say, okay, let me. Let, I'm going to be Matt. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, just gonna I, was, I thought fess up and own it. Yeah, I thought I may as well take advantage of it life gives you Aaron Faruja gives you lemons <laughs> you make lemonade absolutely thank you very much Aaron Faruja minister of the environment of course he's going to give you lemons yep bearing in mind 40k of them. <laughs> <laughs> bearing in mind the partisan nature of this country or as Roberta Metzola put it in a recent episode of the interview a propagandist billboard society don't you think we need was this your motivation? Don't we need it more than ever? Is there a political, with a small p, purpose behind what you do? Um, I mean, in terms of purpose, I'd say the main purpose of Biserita and why I do it is to make people laugh. Again, it's that thing of coming back to satire is satire is different from, you know, slapstick or or other humour in that there's always like a how you put it, the subtext. There's always something in the back. Okay, so it's like laughter first, 
And then there's, always, there's that message. In terms of how people sort of take it, I, I see it as both for myself and for other people, because of the people have told me, as sort of therapy. So, you know, I had... Um, I have people telling me that they get overwhelmed by all the news and, you know, I get overwhelmed as well because sometimes it can be very negative and very sort of depressing and, and frustrating and you just want to scream <laughs> at these people. And when I write an article, it's kind of a release in a way. And it's, and I guess reading it, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm a consumer of comedy as well as a producer of comedy. So there is that comedy just makes you feel better you know laughter makes you feel better but is there anything that's out of touch is there anything that's out of reach there's anything that you won't touch i would say the so like you know the whole question of where the line is you mean exactly i would say the line is i would never target or make fun of private person because that would be that would be bullying so in other words, fair targets are politicians yeah. or public people. Anyone in the public eye, I would say. And that's why that if Aaron Farouja's mum had, hadn't been so prolific and sort of, obviously she's, a, she, she's, only, she's, she's his mum, she's not in the public eye, but she became sort of like, and this is this weird thing with social media, because even someone who's a private person can become a sort of a... A public person. Absolutely they can. I mean, yeah. that's not how it used to happen 20, 25 years ago. People would have to go through, they'd find a, a media like the news or television yeah. or whatever. But now anybody can be a public figure. Ev and everyone can have their, you know, five minutes of fame as well. On well, that sort of means that everybody is, is up <clears throat> for grabs. Everybody is up for, for question. The only thing is, the thing that, that I'm going to come back to, we mentioned this earlier on, is that public figures and politicians in other countries expect this kind of attention from yeah. satire or sarcasm or criticism. And I get the feeling over here that it's not as welcome. Yeah, I think, I think it goes back to the, the point that I made earlier that we're just not used to it as a society. I, there are some people who take it well, and there's some, who this, as in politicians... And who I think, takes it well? Give me, give me an example of someone who takes it well. A few days ago, I published, um, I don't know if you know the whole thing with Rosie and Kataya, that she was giving out oranges to, to an old people's home with her face plastered all over them. So I made, and you know, people were like, you know, because actually the whole gift giving, that's illegal, the giving gifts to try and solicit. And that's a tricky one because like, how do you define, oh, I'm giving you this gift so in return for your vote, but... You know, she didn't give those oranges out of kindness. Otherwise, she would have not publicized it and not plastered her name all over the, the packet of oranges. Um, so anyway, I just did a, you know, I spent all day thinking about, like, how can I make a one-liner? What, what joke can I make? So and then I was just like, it was a, what I call a, a four-in-the-afternoon joke, which is just... <sighs> Um, just publish it and sort of a, I just got a picture of an orange and sort of put her eyes and her mouth on it. <laughs> just it's very silly I don't even know what point I was making it was just like well this looks funny and um, so 
So with that, you get all the the labor people, The they tend to be on the, the middle-aged to elderly demographic coming and, uh, you know, you know, getting all angry. And um, yeah, and she just posted, I mean, she, to be fair, Rosen Qatar is my age, she's like 33. She posted just very lighthearted comments saying, um, next time, could you make sure my eyebrows are, because I'd missed a bit of her, in the, in the Photoshop, <laughs> I'd like missed a bit of her eyebrow or... Um, so, you know, obviously that's a strategy, you know, probably she's not offended. I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't, it was a mild joke and, um, I have it on good authority that she actually enjoys my, uh, article, reading articles about herself that I write. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously she, she took it, uh, well, that's a, it's a strategy. Roberta Metzola does the same thing. She's very, uh, social media savvy. Well, you actually featured... My interview with of her, course, yes. which was featured on Love in Malta, <laughs> it was a, it was which a, you then picked up. Such a such a spiral of. Uh... <laughs> it was brilliant, and she came back and commented because she'd said on this show how she calls out trolls. Yes, which then got picked up by Love in Malta, which you then picked up, and her response to your yeah. post was hilarious. Yeah, and again, it's someone she just under she's younger so she understands social media it's this kind of i think a lot of people a lot of politicians have this kind of provincial kind of mentality this sort of parochial village <laughs> anything different and even like the, a lot of their supporters anything different is threatening and scary and <laughs> them it's not never personal you know it's just do you think people understand that it's not personal and it's just taking advantage or applying therapy to what can be a very intense situation. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people very obviously don't understand that. <laughs> they get very angry. And it's the angry people who help the, uh, the social media. Because, you know, Facebook is built on conflict. Facebook loves, you know, the Facebook algorithm. If there's an argument where you have a lot of back and forth, those posts tend to do well. You know, Facebook, Facebook tends to push those posts more. So the more people argue, the better it is for me. Do you think the people that are commenting on that know, know that I mean, you, you're, you're talking about a negative response. Do you think people get that, that they're responding negatively is actually pushing that news item, that post far, far, far further than it would have done if they just ignored it? No, they don't. Even when I tell them, I say, thank you for re commenting so much. This is really doing wonders for my stats. They just carry on. <laughs> it's a lot it's, of fun. They're a lot of fun. It's a brilliant. It, it's a brilliant idea, and it's a lot. And as you said, it's a lot of fun. But you also mentioned people can get angry. Yeah. Does it ever get to the point where people have gotten really angry? If you is this why your pseudonym came along? Do you have you ever felt threatened? The pseudonym was just you know it was just to have a, a pen name. There was never a you know because that for, especially that first article. That wasn't even about Maltese politicians, really. The, the Queen Elizabeth Not one that you mentioned. Not at all. It was absolute <laughs> it's about inspiration. Your, your queen. <laughs> so I started in 2011. And I think the first big sort of political, local political thing that I dealt with was the, was the divorce referendum at the time. And that was the first sort of big topic. And that obviously helped the, the site because it, everyone was talking about it. And I think Daphne had um, promoted a couple of articles. Yeah, and it, obviously, and then after that, I think the next thing was the the election, which was two years later. Yeah, it would have been 2013. And obviously, in the me I've, I've written stuff in the meantime. Obviously, there was a lot of politics and social media, but 
there weren't a lot of politicians on social media. You know, looking back, like it was totally different, the, the social media landscape. Now, because they're all on social media, it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword for them because they can get their message out more, but they're also more open to scrutiny and you can tag them and you can, you can message them. <laughs> and some of them <laughs> reply, <laughs> tell you to get a real job. That's nice, isn't it? But I mean, it, that's the politicians who obviously don't take it very well and tell you that you need to go and get a real job, which I yeah. love. Then you have the supporters of those politicians, or as you mentioned uh, on one of your posts, people getting very aggressive. Yeah. Do they get aggressive with you? Is this is are you ever <clears throat> do you ever feel like you are in some kind of danger? So funnily enough, the the, the time I felt most in danger wasn't to do with politics; it was to do with uh, festas. <laughs> This is the statue, isn't yes, it? Yes. So tell me the story about this statue, because I read this as well. This was the one that you really got yourself into a lot of, um, It was uh, let's say, deep water. It was a bit of, bit, bit of bother. Around, like, last summer, there was the... Uh, obviously, when Festa season started, there was uh, an, a COVID outbreak that supposedly originated from uh, an event that the Santa Venera Festa... It originated from Santa Venera Festa, so I wrote a headline, the statue of Santa Venera had tested positive for COVID-19. That was not taken very well by the good people of Santa Venera. But when you say that they were angry or they were frustrated or whatever, what, what did they do? So, I mean, it was mostly angry comments and very angry comments. A couple of people did message me. They've somehow found out who actually was who I am. You know, they sent me pictures of my face and it wasn't worth reporting, but it was not too far away. It wasn't worth alerting the authorities to, I felt. It wasn't exactly benevolent and harmless either. It was sort of... Sleepless nights? No, no, not then. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been to Santa Venera since then. I haven't <laughs> driven through... <laughs> It's just now you I haven't can't... driven through Santa Venera no, since no, you made... I have. <laughs> it's just it's just funny to tell people that. <laughs> I've just got visions of you. I'm just a persona. Like I have to, I have to take so many diversions through Brukikara through to get to Hamru's a nightmare. I have to go all around. I mean, I've got I have to go. Of you in this blacked out car. <laughs> I have. To, I mean, because of Ian, Bo all Ian Borges' diversions, I'd have to go probably around anyway. That so that is, I think, to the best of my knowledge, the 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 article that has sparked the most anger. So there was a, a more recent one where, you know, I said before, like most of the time it's to make people laugh, but sometimes it's to mainly to make people think. This was one of the, the latter ones where there was in the news uh, a picture of a photo of a, a drowned uh, migrant. At this, in the same weekend, around about the same time, there was a story that the, the passport story, you know, some people who had applied for the passport, their proof of residence was something as simple as a, a, a receipt for, for pastizzi or a, or a kinney or whatever, or a, or a soft drink, or a, it was a receipt from, from a club in Partyville or something like that. Again, it was a speech bubble one where I'd just written, if only I'd had a receipt from. But a lot of people got angry about that, and I didn't understand the anger because for me, the, the, the actual fact of someone drowning was is more 
sad than the pic- the photo of it. It's not the photo that's the problem, it's the actual person drowning. And that was a bit confusing for me. Most people got it, but you always have a minority of people who get angry and they see they they see only the the face value of of something, the the sort of the yeah, face value. I love what you do and I am Thank a big you. fan and I actually think that we need it. Now we have an election coming. So is this for you at Bisiretta? This is the ultimate. This is, oh my word, gloves off, let's go, full time. I've got a vision of you sitting there, Matt, all day, every day, churning out uh, satire. Because, of course, we know that people get very, very excited and animated about the election. Yeah, I mean, it's basically Christmas for me. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm also excited. Don't know how quickly that's going to happen because... Uh, Prime Minister has said that he doesn't intend on calling an election before the the legislature is over. But a lot of rumours are swirling, you know, that it's going to be October. And I'm very much looking forward to it. It's great for me. It's great for what I do. Roll on election. Matthew, I want to ask you, where do you fit in relation to actor, comedian, entertainer, news broadcaster because from what i understand is that some of those entities would have protection from being sued or being pursued in court because they are providing entertainment or news i would describe myself as a humor writer i don't i I wouldn't call myself an actor (laughs) some people say i'm the most serious journalist in malta i don't want to take away from the hard work of actual journalists so because i do satire to the best of my knowledge it's quite satire is quite well protected not just in malta but all over the world some countries have stronger laws that protect satire but i believe uh, obviously after the whole uh, thing at the beginning of the year i did consult lawyers and i did lawyer up they they did say the that the case that that particular case was quite spu- spur- spurious i think is spurious. the word Sp- spurious i've never spurious. it's one of those words where i've never said it out loud have you never said <laughs> that some, no, i love never, that word it's you, a great you, word go home and say yeah, it five spurious. or six times to anybody say that you know somebody comes up to you in a supermarket and says uh, that's not what you want it's a spurious, spurious remark. accusation it's lovely. Yes. absolutely <laughs> But it, so there is a borderline. So you do have protection. What I write, despite the name of the website, Biserieta, which means seriously in, in Maltese, what I write is not meant to be taken seriously. And also I took the measure of, on the Facebook page, it gives you the opportunity to put in the category for your, for your page. And I, <laughs> it used to be, I think mine used to be news. But and then I decided to change it to entertainment slash satire just to, to give me that extra. I say I'm protected, but also some of our judges are not the brightest, shall we say. Maybe I should name them so and then they'd have to recuse themselves from because, well, I, called me an idiot, so I can't just recuse them all. Yeah. But now that you're out and now that you are Matthew behind Bisierta and not just Carl... And now that you have been in the media, and not just with me, but uh, you've been putting it about a bit. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> yeah. You've been taking anything that will come. <laughs> what is the goal? What, what is the next move for Bissieretta? What, what are you looking at doing? Because there must be something else on your agenda. I get the impression that you are gearing up for the election as much as everybody else is. Yeah. So in terms of future plans, I intend on using the 
the lemons given to me, the, the 40,000 40, lemons given to me by Aaron Faruja to start being in my own videos. The thing with doing videos is, with doing videos with other people is, so let's say something, there's a piece of news comes out today, I'd have to get everyone, to, I'd have to assemble the crew, you know, <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd also I'd have to write it, I'd have to write a script, whereas if I'm doing them myself, I can just go and set everything up and just do it and then upload it to Facebook myself, so trying to be a one-man, I'm already one, mostly one-man band, I'm aiming for even an even more one-man band situation. But then you remind me again of the, of the comedy nights in that halfway through the comedy nights a couple of years ago when we could go to the theatre, uh, a news story broke and they had to change half of the yes. script. And that sounds like what you're doing is that you're gearing yourself up so that as we head into this election, you can be Mr. I'm going to... Oh, my word, look, quit. I need to do this now. Yeah. And we'll have the latest news. So I've already done a couple of videos with a, a sort of a pretend news, news bulletin, news broadcast. The only difference is that it's just going to be me in front of the camera. <laughs> in front of the camera, front reading, of the camera. reading the news stories yes. as they break as, yes. with a satirical look and swing to it. Yes, as essentially what I do now in article form, but in video. Because I can do them myself, if a video is only two minutes long, that doesn't matter. I'm, I don't have to pay for, <laughs> you know. Is this something else that you do or is this your full-time job? Yeah, it's, it's full-time mostly. So the main, my main source of income is a Patreon page. For those who don't know, Patreon is a fundraising website for artists, creators, serious journalists like myself, like Carl, and people can subscribe for a certain amount per month. And in return, they get benefits like exclusive content and discounts on uh, my merchandise, my t-shirts, my mugs. And also I have a thing going where people can get discounts from certain local businesses so I have like a little sort of partnerships with them so if you subscribe for five euros a month you get discounts from some restaurants craft beer store and all sorts of things my I have a merchandise website where you can buy t-shirts and mugs and all sorts of swag and so. this so this is your full time this is what you do this is what you're going to continue doing hopefully you're going to continue making us all smile making some people very upset. Probably. And looking forward to Christmas as it arrives <laughs> with the election. I am looking forward to Christmas when it arrives with the election as well and seeing what you're up to. I want to say a massive, massive thank you, Matthew Bonanno, for being on this interviewer show. It's been great talking to you, and I love your story. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, thank you to everyone who, who reads Beseriata and supports me. Mm -hmm.